I am Angela That's DKA, what I love. Mr. Mallard. Uh, join me as always, uh, Mr. Chief of Morale himself, Bud Copeland. Bud, how are you this evening before we go? So the point being is good golfers are fucking dime a dozen. And we saw it in full swing with the line of demarcation between. Yeah, are you ready, bud? Are you ready for the players? Are you ready to make money? Are you ready to try to beat me? I didn't do my homework this week. It's Tuesday night, and this is Divots and Pivots. I am Andrew LaDuke, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard. And as always, Bud Copeland is joining me as we break down the aftermath of the Ryder Cup from this past weekend. Did the U.S. lose it? Did Europe win it? We'll get into all of that and whose fault it is in the end. Because, you know, we can't walk away from a Tuesday night show without throwing blame on somebody. So there'll be a fair share of blame pie going out, I think. Because why not? That's entertaining, right? First of all, all, blame blame pie sounds like a great band name. God, (laughs) awful. I was out in the sun all day. I was at a U.S. amateur four-ball qualifier earlier today out at Country Club of Wilbraham. And second, don't lump me in with your negative blame game slinging. Uh, oh, don't try to be all all positive now. I got the text messages all weekend. We were both negative all weekend. No, I was defeated. I wasn't negative. Oh, okay. difference. Okay. Uh, sure. And then all of a sudden, Sunday comes around, and there was a little bit of hope. Speaking of hope, I just mentioned we were. I was at a U.S. Amateur Four Ball qualifier earlier today and my partner and i are standing on the the ninth the ninth tee our 18th hole of the day and he pulls up the live scoring on his phone and he just says all right leader leaders right now in the clubhouse seven under you so we we all we need is a negative 10 on this hole and you know we're good <laughs> it, was a, it was a rough day out there for boudreaux and the gang we just couldn't get off the tee and, and it seemed yeah. like so if you're not familiar with the U.S. Amateur Four Ball, it's a USGA event that basically that replaced the pub links. The pub links or public links from 1922 until 2014 was the only way for folks who didn't belong to a private country club to get any kind of national competition. Uh, and then in 1979, they USGA opened up the amateurs to basically anybody who's got the handicap to qualify. And then they were like, why do we have this separate public links one when you know, and they had like these exceptions for it. Like if you played on a college team at the mm-hmm. time, then, you know, you, you could still go qualify for the public. So there was some weird stuff. So they got rid of it. Uh, I think the most famous guys to win it would be Brant Snedeker and Trevor Immelman. Uh, nice. And some Immelman. classics right there. Listen, you know, and Immelman <laughs> uh, obviously went, went on to win the Masters and then now took over Nick Faldo's spot in the booth. And so when they got rid of the pub links, they replaced it with a four ball. And in light of the Ryder Cup and all the four ball action and the foursomes and these team games, I got to say that I had a ton of fun today. It was it was a completely different mentality going out there than, you know, me alone trying to slay dragons uh, like I did in the first half of the summer. And I will say this next year, no mass open, no mass amateur. Instead, I'm gonna, we're going to do this four ball again in both the, and the mass four ball. Nice. It, it 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 was really cool because, for example, on the first hole, we teed off on 10, par 3. And uh, I just I popped up basically a, a gap wedge and left it a little short. 
chipped it up there to a couple feet. And my partner had a putt, you know, from about 14, 15 feet out for birdie. And, he, and, and it was weird because he's like, Hey, why don't you go ahead and putt out that way? I can make a run at this for birdie. And I was like, but you're sure. away, you know? And then it dawned on me again. It's too, it's whatever team is away. It's not the player. So there were little quirky things like that yeah, yeah. today, but uh, it just, it <laughs> also seemed that we looked at the scorecard afterwards and when, when, when one of us had a bad hole, the other one had a bad hole as well. And so it was one of those things we just couldn't, couldn't yeah. bail each other out enough to even get anything going. We were even for most of the day. And then we just had a couple of bad holes strung together. And then uh, the guys we played with were, uh, were a couple of good guys. I think they shot three under and they were, you know, there's a bunch of people who shot three under. Uh, totally. We were not one of them. We did not finish yeah. last, but uh, we absolutely did kind of, you know, break the seal when it comes to the four ball action. Oh, yeah. Four balls we saw this past weekend. It can be a lot of fun, but foursomes, alternate shot. Mm -hmm. That is the baddest team golf. That's exactly why we got our asses handed to us, amongst other reasons, which we'll dig into in a moment. Well, well, let's let's start with the uh, like the idea of team golf because I think that I because I I, personally my opening thought here is that I think U.S. lost it, you know, two weeks ago. You know, because I don't think the U. I think here's what I saw: the second U.S. made it, started rallying a comeback and started making this interesting was when they finally had a rallying point to to rally around together as a team and and support each other in the whole Hackgate uh, shenanigans and, and all of that stuff. You want to uh, go there right now? All right, I'm, I'm, so I'm not that, I'm not going straight into that yet because the, the point I want to make is that they they needed that to to rally around each other and play like a team. And put this all together. Europe was like a team from the start. So you want to talk ago. about it. Hold on. You want to talk about the team. I want to talk about U.S. having the, coming golf. into it as the wrong mentality. Hold on. Hold on. I just want to make sure. We're, we're, we're not talking about like team golf in, in the sense of like partner partner tournaments, four balls. No, no, I mean, I mean, the atti- I mean, the attitude that was the mentality that came into it. What was that? You just want to go right after Team USA, which I'm I'm here for it. I told oh, you, I, I've, got, I've got my I've got my notes ready. It's where my opening thought wants to be because I do think that I think they lost it long before the Ryder Cup even started this week. They did, and, and this and this you heard it on the broadcast, brought the broadcast, the broadcast constantly. Uh, where, Why where, isn't one of our names Brad? I know. Sorry, right? go ahead. Ooh, uh, the podcast. It would have been oh the bud- bunch, hey, of, bunch of stoners tune in, thinking they're getting something else. Exactly. Okay, they, so they, they would t- stick t- around, tell me though. your theory on why. When did we lose this Ryder Cup? And then, because I do agree with you, we lost but, but it before I, it started. But I think for different yeah. reasons. So, for this, re- th- you're right, different reasons. But for this specific reason here, what what I'm going with is that <laughs> stop making your faces at me. What I'm going with is that they need the U.S. needed that rallying point to to start playing with the same type of attitude that Europe came out on the first tee on Friday with. And that's because Europe came in with the ment- mentality of we're going to go out there and we are going to crush these guys. We don't care if we're friends with them. We're going to crush them. We're going to bury them, and we are not going to let up. They try to hit us with a right hook. We're going to hit them with two lefts and an uppercut. like that. And that's how Europe played the whole week. The, the U.S. team felt like they just went out there and were playing around a round of golf, and, and, and that was it. But they didn't have that killer instinct until all of a sudden – uh, the fans started jarring them in a way that they got under their skin, and, and then they start supporting each other with that with the hat stuff. And then all of a sudden, what do you know? Patrick Cantley does what he does uh, to finish out Saturday, and then they come out singles, you know, with a little fire under their ass. It was just too much, too uh, too little, too late. 
Well, thanks for stealing the cliche I was going for. Too little, too late. Uh, if you take three steps back and we lost by five. Yes, right? in the end. That's three matches mm-hmm. out of 28. So I, the point I'm trying to make is it was not, it, you know, five five is a good ass kicking. It's not unprecedented, but it's a good solid ass kicking. Mm-hmm. Um, we lost this, you know, but I mean, again, what I was about to say is three matches. That's all it t- takes. You know, three, mm-hmm. three, three halves that instead of, you know, you know, four or five exactly. halves that we, that we instead flip to full points or, you know, three losses that we just actually flip. You know? And you can point that to at least two. You can point to at least two matches that Europe was able to tie and have on the 18th. Well, the, the that was the entire that was the entire second half of day one, right? We just when it yeah. looked like Team USA was going to kind of maybe show up in the four balls and uh, kind of make it a little bit like you know save our dignity a little bit. Nope, we get blanked for the first time ever. Not a single mm-hmm. match won on the first day. We didn't get blanked in the scoring. You know, half matches get a half a point, but we lost this Ryder Cup <clears throat> the minute it was scheduled. And there was a one, you know, one month or more gap in competition for these players. That's what showed. I'll tell you what, you're right that the hat thing was a serendipitous kind of rumor that got floated out there. And it sounded good. I mean, God, the, sure. uh, in my Saturday game, we were all talking. I, I took the cheese. I was like, do you see this shit about Cantlay and the blah, blah, yeah. blah? And, and it makes sense that it was ran with. Like I so totally get things, it. Well, because multiple things can be true at the same time. He could actually probably have espoused those opinions before about wanting to get paid for this because you know they're sure. the talent X, Y, and Z. Uh, I have some thoughts around that too. But he, you know, he denied all that. He's like, no. He's like, it doesn't fit. And by the way, mm-hmm. check it out. Rory didn't wear his Ryder Cup hat for a number of years because it didn't it didn't fit. And he even said it. He's yeah. like. I would, and it was right before I think Whistling Straits, and they came out and said, "We'll make you one that fits, you know, to work with us here." They, yeah. Yeah, it was like one of those weird things of like, and then, and then is this a detail got, that's been overlooked for how many years? He got his haircut. I know it looks good. <laughs> uh, I, I do love that on Sunday a lot of guys came out without hats. I be, like you said, it became a thing. It became kind of a, a, a rallying cry. But no, they they, they they lost this the minute that uh, the minute that that we bowed to the NFL and decided let's just get out of their way for a month. And that's what happened. That's why we're wrapping up the tour championship at the end of August, you know, for before Labor Day so that we can get out of the way of the NFL. We're not competing for eyeballs at all. all, So we don't, you know, as an organization, we'll see, because they already have the 2025 dates set for Beth Page Black. It's going to be at the end of September again, like the 25th through the 28th or whatever the dates are. But it's the end of September again. And next year in 2024, the tour championship is already set and it's the end of August again. So we still haven't set the 25 schedule. We still don't know what's going on with live and the PIF conversations that are going to absolutely, you know, dictate a lot of what happens in 2025. And I, I, my, my plea and my beg would, would be do something to fill that gap between, you know, between the end of the end of tour championship and the Ryder cup. Maybe it's this because I've I've also I've also said if live as an entity as a thing they want to try to keep it alive even if they they tweak the the system like get rid of the shotgun start we were there it's yeah. kind of cool but then it gets confusing and then you it, it, I just get rid of the sh- the shotgun start mm-hmm. go for, it, go it was very confusing to try to to try to find a group you got it, music playing everywhere all the time anyways just have guys going off all day you get 12 13 14 hours of of live entertainment on site you know you get more people more merch everything you know you, you get the day where you kind yeah. of come and go with the competition because 
I, I get the the premise of it all, but the shotgun start sucks. But anyways, live. <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe live becomes the new false fall series. You know that that's what that's what we do. And for that first month, how about this? Put the Ryder Cup guys just out there as a team. You know, or you know what I'm or three teams. You know, you got captains and, <clears throat> and herders or something like that. Maybe that gets restructured. Get shrink that down. Maybe, maybe two, maybe put three fall swing events in there, but then incentivize the Ryder Cup guys and just say, if you're going to be on the team, you you agree to play in these events and, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, you know, obviously whatever money you make is yours, but maybe the Ryder Cup says whatever money you make will match. Or maybe there is another one of those. If, you know, if you win one of these, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give a little bit. And apparently we're going to have some more resources and capital to play with. Sure. But that's the problem. Rust versus rest. You see it in college sure. football where this, the conference championship is in you know December 4th. And then when, when whoever gets to their bowl game at the end of the month or at the beginning of January, they look like a completely different team. Sometimes they are these players sitting out these games. But that's when we lost it. And so the yeah. attitude thing is a whole different story. I think we sure. were ill-prepared. I don't know why we weren't there for two weeks or at least, you know, 10 days. I get yeah, the just, guys just take jet lag, Just take jet lag out of the conversation. God, why was that even? And, and you know what? Yeah, they have lives, but they were, their families were there. Like, like, sure, just have the two-week family vacation while you're there and you're playing some golf, getting ready. Like, what's wrong with that? Did you see also, Steve Stricker's Steve Stricker's wife wasn't there because she was trying to qualify for the uh, like the U.S. senior well, senior am, women's amateur. Yeah, that's a little cool. different. <laughs> that is pretty cool. A little different. Right, but, but but to the point the point that getting that getting that buy in getting on the ground early enough. Yeah, uh, and it has nothing to do with the familiarity of the course. We'll talk about the course setup in a second. Yeah, no, I don't but, think that was an issue. But you're right. It took us a day and a half to find the on switch, except for mm -hmm. Max Homa. Thank God for Max Roma. Hey, I can't we, believe I doubted him. I was a we we talked scared. about that last week that he might be the highest point getter for for Team USA, especially at the I think he was plus eighteen hundred, which easily was the best value odds of, available for someone who could do it. And so I, I hope you made stat. that bet. If you're listening, I saw the stat. He's like seven one and one between the Presidents Cup and the Ryder Cup. I mean, he's yeah, the he's, new he's the new guy. He's that dude for mm -hmm. USA right now. Uh, and I don't care how many majors everybody else has his record in Ryder Cup, and maybe that maybe that's this is the thing, different. Though. This is different than majors. It's a different mentality. It's different the way you approach. It's not even. It's just a whole different way you approach each did, shot. Did you see the celebration on the Team Europe bus and the little like sing songy chant that they were I, doing? I, I honestly didn't. I, All right. I couldn't. It, I had to, I had to walk away from the coverage for for a day because I just it just. It was a lot. I wanted, I, I wanted all of it. I like watching their celebration because it's going to make it's going to make Beth Page that much. Uh, are, you are you surprised Hatton was the last man standing? I did see that. Not that at night. all. Not <laughs> didn't, at all. Didn't shock me at all. I love also Shane Lowry told a, a Marshall, "You're making more fucking noise than the rest of them." When a Marshall was trying to be like, "Stop moving around, please." <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like, I wouldn't mess That's with those funny. boys. Shane Lowry's yeah, dad was a professional. He's like a legend in rugby. I wouldn't mess with any of those guys. 15 yeah. minutes in, we're going to go with our first <laughs> camp reference. Let's do so it. So on the bus, first of all, pause. Back in the day, I worked at the, the camp I worked at was two four-week sessions, right? So okay. we would get there as a staff and for eight days it's orientation. And then in the middle of those eight days, we have a day off, which is always – 
it was used to be debaucherous. If you've ever seen Wet Hot American Summer, it, they didn't pull that out of thin air. That's all. That's a lot of just hyperbolized cliche, uh, but it's not. It's not untrue, so to speak. Yeah. And one of the things that we used to do back in the day is in between that first group of campers leaving and the second group coming in, is we used to go bowling. Like you know, the 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 we would rent out this entire bowling alley in Lewiston, Auburn. Uh, I think it was called spare time and we would load up these coach buses with all the staff and we would take them down and let them go bowling. They'd get hammered. You know, this is the wall. These are the old days. These are like, this is like 20 some odd years ago, right? It was like sure. way back, but uh, no, everybody would get hammered on the way home. Everybody's like singing camp songs, especially these college kids who just, you know, for the first time ever, they've done something crazy like this and they're being cheesy. So everybody's singing these camp songs. Well, these drunk fuckers with the Ryder cup, are on this bus and you can tell they're all like getting escorted back to the hotel or wherever they were going. And they're chanting this song and it went, uh, USA is terrified and Europe's on fire. And they were just singing it over. Yeah. USA is, is terrified the, and Europe's flow, on fire. I was gonna say, does the flow sound better in their accent? Because that doesn't sound like it's going to flow to me. It well, it absolutely does. They they because I don't even, no matter what the Europeans all end up having this British sounding accent when they're right. singing a little bit. At least the, and the Brits sound like Americans when they actually sing. But that's neither here nor there. So they're chanting this and they're like drinking beer out of the cup. And I'm thinking to myself, and even Rory said it. This is the pinnacle of golf. This is you know majors yeah. are one thing, but this is kind of that. You know, I think if I think if you had to ask people which would you rather do, win a Ryder Cup or win a major, they're all going to say win a major. Of course, but. That this is what separates those elite elite from you know the the, the levels in between because all those guys we saw, uh, you know, on Team Europe it was something like nine majors between the people playing on there. I think it was like fourteen majors won between all of Team USA, something like that. So these are the elite of the elite, and this is when you have to get that chip on your shoulder for it to mean something, a la Hatgate. So th there's criticism that USA came out flat, and we just talked mm -hmm. about that between the gap in play. It, hey, is it coincidental that Max Homa goes out and plays the Fortinet and then he's the only one that comes out sharp? It is not coincidental. Him, him and JT. It's JT not. was actually hitting the ball well. It's just that, you know, yeah. you run into he a just couldn't salt. putt. But which, There's also, putting was his issue all year. So. so it was a perfect storm of what we just talked about, the lag, mm. the, the gap. But at the same time, in, in everybody said it, Zach Johnson, which he's getting raked over the coals a little hard. Yeah. Uh, especially for this, the Spieth thing. I don't, did you see him uh, convince Spieth to switch clubs on 16? I missed that, no. So this is something that he's getting raked <laughs> over the coals for pretty good. He stepped in. So 16 was a beautiful – one of the best finishing kind of setups of a Ryder Cup in my adult life or even childhood yeah. for that matter. Uh, the, the, the way that they had essentially like a par three-and-a-half – I was, say, really was that the drivable one with the water on yes, the right side? Yeah, water that, on the right. Collis, that like, created you know, some beautiful moments. It was awesome. Yes. So Spieth is standing there, and I want to say this was on Saturday afternoon. We've got a little mo going, uh, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, Zach Johnson walks over because Spieth's talking to JT. Like, do I hit the driver? Do I hit the three wood? You know, these guys can, you know, these guys can carry their three wood 285, 290 downhill. You know, especially Rory stock three woods yeah. like 305. Apparently, Rom hit it over the green. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 and so Johnson though, like the only time he did it anything because the only person who can give advice to any of these players is either your partner or the captain. No vice yes. captains can go out there and talk. They can they can drive the buggies around and hand out waters, but they're not allowed to like give advice. Yeah. Uh, 
And so Zach Johnson walks in and he like, no, 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 hit the three, hit the three, convince them. Speed dumps it in the water. The match just goes to shit. And there yep. goes that kind of like that extra, that extra oomph we needed. Now yeah. I'll say this. What if what it's golf though? That's golf. What if what if Spieth would have knocked that to six feet? Then we would have been like, see, that's what you know, a captain steps in. Yeah. So for people who are raking him over the coals for making a call and then the shot didn't work out, it's like that, that's well, right. that's every sport it happens. I'm yeah, not gonna Pete, for talk that. to talk, hey, talk to Pete Carroll about goal line offense and see yeah, if he has exactly. <laughs> so there was there was a little bit of there was a little bit of that kind of you know unfair, you know. Blah blah blah. But anyway, Zach Johnson even said it. We all said Europe played really fucking good. Like they played so they, really, really good. When you got Victor Hovland yeah. holes out on the first hole, like on the green, chipping it up and over, and then people are just burying putts from everywhere. Fitzy had that that run where he went like yeah. hard eagle birdie 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 birdie. Like and they they go up, and then to see Brooksy and Scotty just get handled the way they did, mm-hmm. it was alternate shot. We got to figure something out about the foursomes, and also the. Yeah. the but before we talk about the foursomes, the the setup, they did exactly yeah. what they said they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. They did not make it to where you could just. It was a bombing, and it was not a wedge fest. There was a lot of mid and long irons. Uh, it was a lot of you know driving issues for the Americans. That rough uh, was tough. That rough, you had to really power it out of that rough. That was crazy, but you nailed it because that's the thing. I, I'm going to sit here and, and, and bitch about what Team USA did and their mentality and how they didn't show up and whatnot. But even if they did show up, I'm not sure they win anyways because Europe's on fire. And and they got some of the hottest golfers in the world. I mean, between Rory and Rahm and, like you said, Hovland. I mean, and Fitz, they're, they're, they're stacked. That team was stat, not only stacked on paper coming in, but then the way they showed up and played that, I don't think there was any beating them. Like, they, they just had it. It was just one of those weeks. It's because they weren't rusty. It's because they had momentum mm-hmm. going. If all 12 of our guys would have been at Wentworth or something like that, sure. which maybe that's part of this strategic alliance thing where there's a clause in there that says the, you know, the, the 12, because if they if the, if the DP world tour is going to have a Rolex event, you know, right before they host it two weeks ahead, which is a smart move, yeah. uh, you know how cool I think it would be cool to kind of have all the all the Americans there too, but the flip to that is PGA Tour can do the same fucking thing. Well, they yeah, can, and they do. They had the Fortinet, and these guys chose not to play, and I think that is going to be mm-hmm. something you see different. So, so what if you can, what if ahead. you do something and so okay, so say if the guys are going to continue to not want to play a tournament like ahead of the Ryder Cup like that, say say mm-hmm. next year they they have that same attitude where they not they just choose not to play the Fortinet, just say it's the Fortinet again. How what how can we pivot to to do something to to try to get them up? You hear me out here. This is probably a stupid, crazy idea. Whatever, but why not say say the TGIL takes off a little bit and has some success this first year? But if you have like a little indoor event with Team USA, so that there's fans close by there that get behind them, rally. It's almost like it's almost like a like here's the team like rally it, like high school style fucking pep rally basically. But they're out there just having fun inside. Like it's different, but they're able to swing. They're having fun. They're feeling the crowd behind them. They're doing it yeah. together. Like is that all it's gonna take, or do they need to play in a full normal tournament to to be ready? It's got to be a full norm, normal tournament, and I'll actually do you one better. Dan Rappaport from over at uh, Barstool had a great suggestion about how to how to incorporate more match play because right now we got i think it's uh we got the wgc well it used to be the wgc i think i don't even yeah. know the match plays on this fucking, 
is yeah, the match play <laughs> where actually i'm curious real quick is it on but match play let's see here match play is it still just the what's Bring it, it no what's the what's the zurich zurich is teams i don't even think the match yeah, play yeah. Is. that's right zurich's, zurich's team Speaking of Dan Rappaport, though, does, does does Dan Rappaport not shop the center stores of grocery stores? Did you see? Hey, he was all like, "Oh, so glad to be back in the USA." He posted a picture of one of those mini pickles. He's like, "So glad to be back in the USA," but I'm gonna miss these pickles. They were everywhere in Rome. That's like, you, you know, you can just get them for like five bucks in a jar at any grocery store, right? Like, it's just, no, no, like, on, they, everything tastes better in Rome. But his, his suggestion for bringing the match play back into to uh, to a real competitive atmosphere was to make the tour championship match play to do one of a, one of a couple oh. things. Either you do two day two days of stroke and then cut it down to sixteen guys and then have them go. You know, eighteen. You know, eighteen in the morning, eighteen in the afternoon, Saturday, Sunday, for eighteen million dollars. That would be. You know, that would be electric and it would be I just don't different. Mind that. Instead or, of like, instead or just, of having, or just extend it to thirty-two guys instead of thirty, and then you just do a full field of thirty-two, and you do a match yeah. play for, uh, you know, for 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 the title. I think that that would not only get them in that kind of match play mentality. Mm -hmm. uh, you could you could absolutely the Ryder Cup guys could have some practice rounds together in that in that format. But again, if they're going to be off for a month afterwards, what are we going to do for that month? And I do think that you're going to see these guys playing in the fall swing events <clears throat> or they'll uh, they'll make it enticing somehow. Speaking of the events, there is one going on this week. We're not getting away from the Ryder Cup, but the Sanderson Farms. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, uh, I haven't even looked at it at all. Uh, well, it's down in the, it's, it's always been kind of an opposite field event ever since, you know, like the sixties or seventies, it was, it was opposite the masters for a long time. Um, it's been opposite just about everything that we, that we have on the schedule. And now it kind of has this standalone spot in the fall series. Yeah. But uh country club of Jackson and there, the names that are down there, you know, guys exactly that you know, we have on our radar, uh, rate a radar, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of sleep. Kiz is down there, and Kiz right now is 209th in the FedEx Cup, and that's why these guys are playing this fall. Remember, the top 50 are locked in for next year, and that's yep. the problem. Like Max Homa didn't have to go play in Fortinet because you know he he's already locked in for signature events, top 50. He did it to defend and to kind of maybe stay sharp. But Kiz there, uh, Harry Higgs, Jimmy Walker, Joel Damon, Keith Mitchell, Akshay, David Lipsky, Sam Bennett, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think. And here's the thing. Ludwig Aberg was in the field. If By the way, did, did you hear the proper way to say his last name on the Aber, broadcast? It's, it's like Aubert. It, it's Aubert. Uh, I was shocked. It took me a hot minute to figure out who they were talking about. I went, oh, my God, it's Aberg. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Side yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can uh, if I can say Aubert, though. Lud Ludwig Aubert? I don't know. I can do it. I'm cool with it. Ludwig Aubert. So, anyways, this thing's going on down there. There is golf. If you are looking yes. to bet, if you're looking to get into some of the uh, the underdog life, uh, you can you can do it with Sanderson Farms. I'm assuming. I know DraftKings and the other crew, but you can, yes. But our but our friends over at Underdog are phenomenal, and the Snake Draft is fun, and uh, and I, I love that we have a this week. <laughs> and we got a couple more weeks of uh, of sports betting, you know, with the PGA Tour, the Fall Swing, because. 
these guys are guys really get on the FedEx Cup points, you know, to improve their status. You know, if they're outside the 150, they want to get inside the 125 to maybe have their full exemption versus just con conditional status. Or these guys are trying to creep up to be in that uh, in that either in that top 50 for the signature events or to be in the top 10 outside of the 50. The swing 10 is what they're calling it, or you no, know, sure. it's the it's like the next 10 and the swing five or some shit like that, basically. After for these signature events, once the field has their first 50 in the automatic qualifiers, then it's like, all right, the next 10 top point earners uh, from, you know, from a certain point forward. And then like the top five, that's uh, fucking, it's crazy. I don't know. I'm, I, 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 I kind of get it and I kind of understand it, but like I said, it's been a long day. So that's why they're there. That's why I brought it up. It's not yeah. really that much fun unless you're unless you're gambling on it because it's not that big of a tournament. But this is another one of those. Maybe maybe they do make it bigger because I don't fucking know, man. Tea times for the Sanderson Farms. I just want to find out if Ludwig Abair is is on this. So do you do you want to pay oh. respects to, to underdog while I try to find out if Ludwig's in the field and then we'll come back and get back to the Ryder Cup because I've got a big question for you. Yes, let's do that while uh, while Bud, you know, finds his answer. Let's hear from Underdog. Underdog, we'll be right back. Jesus. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit. <laughs> and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code DIVPIV to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent Good girl. Did you find your answer, bud? Teeing off at 1:50 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, playing mm -hmm. with Adams, your 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 favorite uh, Adam Svensson and my boy Akshay Batia or Batia. I'm gonna butcher that. So I, know. I was just looking Mr. at that group. Ludwig Ober. I, I like it. And he, it's he, a nice group. We forget those guys don't get paid for the Ryder Cup. They get a ton of ton of swag, great experience, expenses yeah. paid. I'm sure you know there's there's other things. They do apparently get like two hundred thousand dollars to a charity of their choice, uh, which which I you know it's always nice to to do that. But I mean, yeah. so he went over there and had this experience. He's still got to come back and grind it out. He's not you know he won the he won on the DP World Tour. But yeah. he still has to he, he still has to kind of climb that ladder to get his status on the PGA Tour, which it's going to come quick. If anybody watched this guy, you know they he was a buzzsaw. Him and Victor Hovland day one, it was kind of like, what in the heavenly hell are we watching? Mm -hmm. uh, Victor Hovland just in general was was just a bad bad man. If you saw the statistics of their he top six so versus good. our top six, <laughs> it wasn't even close. Our guys were they fought hard, uh, but. It was, it was, let's see, what was it? Day one. I, I just pulled this up real quick. Friday matches. Let's see here in the morning. Rahm and Hatton, four and three over Scheffler and Burns. Uh, and how bad, how big of a freaking whiff was Sam Burns as a captain's pick? Oh, the guys, the guys I played with today were from Vermont and they were huge Keegan guys. Huge. That's all they wanted to talk about, too. 
Well, not Keegan, like Keegan called into the sports hub uh, on, I think it was Friday, randomly just to the afternoon show, uh, to the midday show. Oh, no, at the <laughs> afternoon show. He just randomly called in because he listens to them all the time. And he called in like a regular caller and they asked him, he was like, you know, you know, do you wish you were there? And he was like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, he, he did. He, every, he, he, he was probably gracious about it. Like, yeah, exactly. He was professional it. about it, but you could hear it in his voice that he was like, I feel like I could have did it. I feel like I could be there right now and be handling my own. Could have did it. I love that. So <laughs> Robin Hatton, four and three over Scheffler and Burns. A you know, Ludwig Ebert or Ober in Hovland, yeah. four and three over Homa and Harmon, the lone, the lone oh, yeah. mark on Homa's record, yeah, which he got out of the way earlier. Yeah, Albert went, went, I think it was two and two on the weekend. Lowry and Straka, two and one on Fowler and, and uh, Morikawa. And then McElroy and Fleetwood take Shafley and Cantley. And can't, for, for Cantley, really, that was, what did he do? Two, two, two and two. Oh, and two in the foursomes, one and on the four ball, and then he won his singles match. The yeah. foursomes format is the, is going to be, and it, and it used to be the other way around. We, USA actually used to handle the foursomes. Uh, traditionally, but that was like way back in the day. That that script has been flipped to where we are much more dangerous in four ball than they are in foursome. So let me ask you this: mm-hmm. We have let's get to the heart of the matter because I think you and I do not see eye to eye now. Let's do it. Who should be the next Ryder Cup captain? And I found something out interesting <laughs> here. I mean, I, I guess. I guess it's basically just done by committee, like the PGA, the PGA of America executive committee or whatever, those 22 board members that we've talked about previously, uh, they, they pick the next captain, but let's be serious. It's probably whoever the player committee kind of says, this is our guy. And, you know, yeah. so there's, there's been a lot of, on the, on the European side, there's like a player committee and there's the RNA representative. They, they, they're little, they have the similar, you know, a similar setup of a little Ryder cup committee. Oh, it's like the past three captains and somebody else. Uh, yeah. That you know, somebody else. That's who does it for them. And there's talk of Luke Donald, like locking it in. He's the, he's like one of the winningest European players in modern time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he obviously did, did his job here stepping in at the last minute. Cause Henrik Stenson and Ian Poulter, I don't see those live guys in, in the Ryder cup. Europe is going to be a little more impact to the legacy wise and captaincy wise yeah. than we are. But uh, for the Americans, who do you think, who do you think should be, should be tapped to kind of, I'm not going to say turn this around. And the people who think that the Ryder Cup is broken, I'll talk about that later. But who I don't do you think the Ryder Cup's broken? No, no. I'm so sick of hearing it. Dude, I don't think that's that's to... that's far. That's an exaggeration. That that's going too far. The Ryder Cup's not broken. Like I said, I think this was just what this came down to, to for the U.S. was two things. It was the the way they prepared, and it was the fact that Europe was a buzzsaw. Those are the two reasons. And even if we would have prepared a little bit, a little bit more, people, there, there's a kind of a saying that. Home field advantage is three and a half points. So take away home field advantage and we lose by a point and a half, which again, we didn't play overwhelmingly terribly. They just had the course set up and it took us a while to catch up and kind of adjust and also to start making some putts. We were missing everything so low. Oh, it was so frustrating to see it because they had the the line every time. Wasn't that they were reading the putts wrong. They just, they weren't hitting them confidently. Yeah, and uh, Colin Colin Montgomery, legend for Ryder Cup Europe, and he was undefeated in singles in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, said that he and he was the captain of like the celebrity Ryder Cup earlier in the week. Said an extra six inches, <laughs> uh, but an extra six inches when you're putting in match play because yes, you know, what, being you're not you know you're trying to make everything. It's it's hole by hole, you know, especially if the hole's on the line, does you know good to leave it short. So high exactly. and hard 
extra six inches. <laughs> Did you see so, his commercial, by the way, with him checking into the hotel that they aired like a million times? You see that? I don't think I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was good. I don't think I was paying attention. I, I, believe, go it was look at I it. believe it was Looking back, thinking back, I'm pretty sure it was Colin Montgomery. So, on the European side, they might stick with Luke Donald. If not, mm. I think they've got a pretty decent little bench with, yeah. uh, you know, Francesco Molinari. Uh, you know, even though he's even though he's still young, I would say there's a new mo- model or mold of Ryder Cup captain. Zach Johnson's not exactly, yeah. you know, old. He's not a spring chicken, nope. but he's not old. So, Luke Donald might stick around. Um, I I could see the reintroduction of some of these live guys eventually down the road for them, especially like yes. Lee Westwood and Ian Poulter. But and as Stenson again. Today. So who do you think for the Americans should be taking the helm for the it, it, It'll be, I don't know when they're going to announce because because we have the President's Cup next. Yes. So I don't know when they're going to announce this. You know, if they if they wait till after the President's Cup, out of respect for that and the process and the players to keep everything focused, or if they would imagine, I would imagine, I would imagine this captain's going to have about a year to mm-hmm. to really, you know, a year maybe maybe a year and a half to kind of do his job. So who do you think it should be? You know who I want it to be. I'm not sure. Oh, who here it would we be. go. You yeah. know who I want it to be. I want it to be Kevin Kisner. Hmm. I think he would be I because you know here's what I here's what I think about Kevin Kisner. He, like I said, I think the mentality going into it was, is what was off. We know Kevin Kisner is a match play, like like he, he kills it. He, it's it's like his he's got the mentality for it. He he and what's also key about it is that the field and the tour and guys on other tour, they all know this, they respect him for it. Like he's they they everybody always asks a question at the start of these match play events, like the random ones with the WGCs that you know aren't going to be anymore. But we'll see what all looks. Everyone's always talking about Kevin Kisner and how he he always you never you never talk about him, but he always shows up in the end and he and he's there because he he can just do it. I think he has the respect of the guys to be able to instill some some kind of correct think way of thinking entering it. Like I, I don't. I'm not sure he's got the personality to. That here's the thing. I don't know if he has the big personality to kind of lead the charge for, per se. So maybe he would be a better co-captain. But I think he needs to be involved. I think he's going to be a vice captain at some point in his life. The problem with Kiz mm-hmm. is he's never been on a Ryder Cup. So I mean, it's one yeah. of those things too. I, I don't think that should be a disqualifying factor. Again, maybe maybe something unique like that. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure that people would say, no, you're an idiot. You know, how can you captain something? But then again, I say how many coaches in the NFL never actually played a snap? You know, mm-hmm. Mike, who's the, who's the, who's the guy down in in Miami? Mike McDaniels. Oh, Mike McDaniels. Yeah. He was, um, the, he was the ball boy in Denver. Have you seen those pictures of him when he was the ball I, boy in Denver? I am slowly but surely becoming a huge Mike McDaniels, not Dolphins fan, but like, He's funny. Yeah, he funny. he's funny. Yeah, he's funny. And he's like, yeah, he's like I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd, and I made it. So what? Totally. Um, Kisner yeah, got two. When he was a ball boy in Denver, he looks like uh, what's his name from um, uh, was it Sugar Ray? Sugar Ray. <laughs> he had like the um, spiky hair, the earrings, like the tro- like he, he just looked. He looked like patch. that. Yeah, yeah, he looked like so that. Bad. So Kiz has had two. He's. I, I kind of like your. I like your style there, just because it is outside the box a little bit. Yeah. I think I can see him as a as a as a vice captain again for match play and mentality and that side. Literally the killer instinct, and yep. he's he's you know he's pretty good. At, he's pretty good with the flat stick, and so maybe he can give some advice on the putting. 
President's Cup in 2017 and 2022, um, both of those winning teams. But then again, the President's Cup is starting out much like the Ryder Cup did for the first 50 years where the U.S. just dominates everything. So yeah. I, could see, I could see Kisner getting back in there. But Kisner also probably has uh, – thoughts of maybe trying to get on a Ryder Cup team before so it's all said he, he he's, probably, he's only th he's only 39. He could have a Lucas yeah. Glover type of kind of resurrection where he either puts himself in position or just plays really, really well and gets up and kind of does a Ricky thing, which yep. Ricky, I think that's just unfortunate. You get over there, you get sick and you have to sit out for you know three days. I think that just or two days. I think yeah. that's unfortunate. Um I don't think you can fault Zach Johnson for picking Ricky based on that performance. Yeah, but, but and then um, you can't blame with those being the circumstances. You can't really blame him for then you know not performing on <laughs> the singles necessarily. So we'll get into the big cat controversy or get big cat conversation here in a second. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I I want it to be Tiger. I think it's time to be Tiger. I, I think I think that with <laughs> with the role that he's playing now, sitting on the board. Uh, essentially, for I mean, for lack of a better phrase, he's on the he's on the board of directors for the PGA. Uh, now he was that new player representative that they just created his seat out of thin air. I mean, he mm -hmm. you know when he passes, I'm sure somebody else, but they've created another seat and they said Tiger's going to fill it. Rory came out and said he's kind of taking charge in that room now. From the players' perspective, they feel like they have a good voice and they're well represented. He has done the Presidents Cup. Remember, he was playing captain. I want to say in 2019. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I mean, I wouldn't be. It wouldn't be unprecedented either to have an old guy maybe playing captain on a Ryder Cup if if his sure. game was in form. I mean, I don't think he's ever going to that level of consistency. Yeah. But I could definitely think that it's time. And here's why: he's got a past history with Beth Page Black winning the U.S. Open there when it when it was hosted for the first time on a public course. That is very true. Yes. Um, it, it's kind of like you look around, and again, I like your creative pitch on Kisner and for the right reasons, match play mentality. I think he would be a great uh, vice captain because he doesn't have any of the Ryder Cup experience. Tiger doesn't have a great Ryder Cup record, but then again, there's nobody smarter in the game of golf than Tiger Woods, you know, that he's just the biggest brain there is. And everybody talks about it. Uh, it you know, these players, when, mm -hmm. when they talk about, you know, whether they played a practice round with them or they were able to just talk to him for five minutes on the putting green, sometimes, you know, he is the end all be all. And I think he's going to be a captain on his terms. Given some recent events in life, I think mm -hmm. he might not do the whole maybe next time, fellas. You know, it's one of those things, mate, let's do it now or never. We we kind of need him. I think it would be cliche. I think people are going to shy away from him as a pick because it's kind of cliche. Uh, but Jack Nicholas was a Ryder Cup captain a, a, a couple of times. I don't think I don't think Tiger's going to be a one and done. There's people out there saying, like, wh why not just put him in that role? He is Captain America. You know, he, again, wasn't the best record. But uh, when it comes to men mental toughness and killer instinct, they, you know, nobody did it better than him. He was he was Mamba mentality yep. on the golf course, you know. And so I think it, I think it should be him. I think it's going to be him. But if it's not him, I could also see maybe. So I, the mentality thing. I, they were very businesslike and analytical with their approach. I'm sure our guys were crunching numbers too, maybe just not yep. in a, a, as productive of a manner. Um, or hell, maybe it just didn't shake you're, out. With, you're saying with Europe the, was businesslike and analytical, yeah. And, and, and but uh, I go back to the campy feel on that bus at the end where all that passion was, was, was released. 
the American version of that, because like you said, it sounds a lot better with their accents. Mm -hmm. The American version of that is almost this kind of uh, YOLO fun, uh, living free mentality. And we yeah. saw that at Whistling Straits, you know, we were kicking ass and whooping it up and having fun with it. It wasn't, it wasn't like, Oh, you know, in their face, it was you know, chugging beers and fist pumping and high fiving. Mm -hmm. Freddie couples, I think is in a position to maybe take a swing at this Ryder cup. I, I think he's done. I think it won, I would love first, that. Well, first of all, happy birthday, Fred couples today is his birthday. And I know oh. he's listening. Um, but, but, uh, he is, let me see, let me get down onto the old wiki page here. Cause <laughs> under his U USA or team America, 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 the results in world golf, senior results. Come on now. U.S. national team appearances. Here we go. Uh, president's cup, non-playing captain in 2013, non-playing captain in 2011, mm -hmm. non-playing captain in 2009. So he did. You know, he did this thing where he played on the first one, two, three, played on the first three winning, you know, right, President's Cup winning all those. He won in 2005 and then he had three. Win yep. It's time. I mean, I think it's time. He, I could totally see that. He was on the 89 Ryder Cup team. He was on the 91 winning team, the 93 winning team, the 95 losing, 97 losing. So, I mean, he's got, he's got the chops, he's got the gravitas. Yep. Um, and he is very close with Tiger as well. So you talk about where does Big Cat stand uh, when it comes to Team USA? I think he's got to be a vice captain as well. I'm going to be curious to find out as things get kind of leaked out, what role did he play, if any at all, in the communications and the strategizing this time around? Again, going back to is his focus just on this PGA Tour deal and making mm -hmm. sure that everything is done you know, on the up and up? So I think I think it's going to be Tiger. I think it should be Tiger. Freddie would be my backup. See, I prefer the idea of Freddie Couples being the captain and Tiger being a vice captain or whatever. Or even if he's just part of the you know the planning in the room when planning before leaving, and then that's it. Well, not leaving next year because it's Beth Page, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Because I think I think Freddie I think Fred has a better chance of setting the tone that's needed than Tiger does. You're not wrong. Tiger strategy wise. Yes. Um, competitive edge wise. Yes. Like he's got all that. I'm not sure Tiger sets the right tone though, because when Tiger gets into that competitive mode, it's tunnel vision. He's alone. He that's like you, you've, we've all seen it when, when he's in that zone, he doesn't, he doesn't talk to anybody. He, he's very much solo minded when he's competitive and I'm not sure he I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe these last couple of years of playing with his son has loosened him up a bit, and maybe he can he can blend those two sides of golf. Because I think part of the Ryder Cup is you do have to have competitive edge, but have a loose, fun feeling as well. Like I think that allows for the natural human adrenaline to to blend with with the competitiveness. Uh, I'm not sure Tiger sets the tone. I think he has the respect, obviously, of all the players that would be on there. I think they would all listen to him. Um, but I'm I'm not sure it would be a loose enough atmosphere to allow the guys to lean into their adrenaline, to lean into their their that that loose side of the competitive drive that they had. I think Freddie Couples sets that tone more, but Tiger should 100% be there as a vice captain because I you're right. I don't think his strategy uh, is matched, especially for Beth Page. Like the way he navigated Beth Page, I know it's you know what was that back in. 
like 2006. What, 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 oh, no, 2009. When, 2002. When the hell was the, 2002. Geez, even further than I thought. Uh, that's was it really that far long ago? Not 2002. US Open backstage. Right. That, US Open. 2002 US Open won by Tiger Woods. Only player to break par that year. Okay, so it was that far ago. Jeez. Um, <laughs> like, so, they did play the 2009 US Open there. That's the one I was thinking of then. Okay, I was yeah, going to say. That, one, that, one was the Rocco media, that was the Rocco media year, the playoff of the Rocco on Monday. Uh, right. That was the 2008 U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, but truth gun to your head, who won that 2009 Best Page Black U.S. Open? Lucas Glover. How about that? That's right. Lucas Glover did win that. That's right. Okay, so I have my years a little mixed up, but still, Tiger has a history with Beth Page, and like you said, when it comes to any course, I think his strategy and the way he can plan around a golf course is unmatched, so I think he's still useful. Like I said, I just don't think he sets the proper tone a Ryder Cup needs as, a, as, as the captain. You're wrong. 20, uh, 2019, <laughs> the PGA Championship was there as well, and they're in the PGA of America runs that. They run the Ryder Cup for the from the U.S. side. Brooksy won that 2019 PGA. I think we'll see Brooksy again. I was way off yeah. with my my thoughts on Brooksy's performance, but then again, that nine and seven shellacking that they took at the hands of Hovland and uh, was that the the Hovland Albert or whatever? Yeah, that's that's just when that that that's an example of it just starting to move downhill and it just gets away from them. And that's what happened with the Pats this weekend. It just with Mac Jones specifically, it, it just got away with away from him. And then it kept going. Like there was just no stopping it once it hit a certain point. And I think that's what happened with that pairing that day. It just Hovland and, and Obear just, just absolutely put their, their foots on their neck when they had the opportunity and uh, they didn't fight back. Unfortunately. Yeah. Kepka played three matches with one, one and one, one and a half points. Uh, you know, Max Homa again, all, he was the only one to play all five matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the only one that played four to net besides Justin Thomas, who played four matches. Uh, I think that you know, we haven't even talked about some of the the, the more fun stuff. You know, Brooksy threw some shade <laughs> at John Rom saying, you know, I could have done, you know, so I know yeah. for the folks who maybe didn't watch John Rom, you know, Brooks on let's say it was day the end of day one was just you know, cruising, they, you know, they were, they were, they were going, they were on their way to getting a point. And then out of nowhere, John Rahm, you know, sinks an Eagle on 18 and the putt basically hit the back of the cup, popped up in the air and yeah. dropped. Well, I guess on the whole, on the way from like 16 green to 17 T or 17 green to 18 T, whatever it was, John Rahm was pissed off and he like slammed his fist against the scoreboard. Yes. So Brooks, Brooks tries to take the dig at him and called him child, you know, childlike, all sorts of shit. And, and, and to me, I'm thinking to myself, like, that's just bad. Like, come on. After a just, loss, it's lazy. After a loss, yeah, you're lazy. you're getting you're getting railroaded, and that's when you could see the frustration coming through. Yeah. Uh so Brooksy, you know, Brooksy kind of saying that right there. Uh, I think that we're gonna, you know, it's not the last we're gonna see of him. Wyndham no. Clark was another bright spot, I think, for us, uh, for Team USA moving forward. Uh mm-hmm. Brian Harmon had a nice little two and two showing, even though I don't yeah. think we're gonna see him again. <laughs> Probably not because I'm not sure he replicates the year he had this year with with obviously the with the open win. That's uh, you know, I, I think he's a one and done major winner, uh, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. So there was the thing about Brooksy, but then did you see Caddygate Saturday night before? So Saturday night, did you hear about this or did you see it? You had to I, have noticed it. They were talking about it on the coverage on Sunday with Rory uh, and Joe. Yeah, with yeah, of course I saw that video and then Rory, Rory or 
was it Rory that actually yelled it? That said, oh, no, I think it was Shane Lowry as he was pushing Rory away. I think it was Shane Lowry said, don't worry, he's still just Mrs. Phil or something like that. <laughs> like, he's it, just mad he doesn't have Phil. He said something along those lines, and I, I thought it was just hilarious. I love entertainment. If you didn't watch it, at the end of the day on Saturday, uh, when Patrick Cantlay was was going blacked out and he birdied yeah. like the la- two of the last three to save our asses, uh, including a basically a 40 footer on 18 <laughs> and everybody was waving their hats around and Joe LaCava tiger's old caddy, who is now Patrick mm-hmm. Cantley's caddy uh, was waving his hat around and walking around in circles, you know, kind of getting the, the crowd, either giving it to the crowd or getting the Americans in the crowd fired up. And yeah. Rory still had a putt and he was like kind of walking around stalking his putt and lining it up. And Joe was wandering into his way and Rory kind of said something to him like, Hey, get out of the way. Yeah. Rory was in the right. Joe was in the wrong. That yeah. said, I don't give a fuck. I'm with Joe. Because well, in that moment, you got to do whatever you can to get your guys going. Exactly. You got to speak up. If you're getting in, if you, if I'm getting in your way and in your head, Rory, deal with it. You know, it's the same reason it, why I'm perfectly okay with the U.S. teams. Uh, I think it was Thomas and Spieth specifically playing extra slow. Yeah. Like uh, they, they played extra slow. I think it was on Friday or no, on Saturday. They yeah. they they took their time because they knew that I think they were going up. Were they playing against Rom? I think they were playing against. They they knew they wanted to move faster, so they said, "We're going to take our time." I'm John Rom also chipped in, I think, three or four times I on know, the weekend. Was, it was, was just, just he was ice it, cold. Yeah, you know, the, the, those guys were they were they were killers, but it spilled over, I guess, afterwards. Shane Lowry, mm-hmm. they're all saying, you know, get you know, get out of the way. That's disrespectful, that's rude, blah, blah, blah. If this was a normal PGA tour event, I agree. Caddies, you know, shut sure. up, shut up. This is they are part of the team, and I yes, do think there's a little bit they were trying to be a little bit a little bit of gamesmanship there by Joe Lakava. I don't think it was disgraceful. No, no, he um, was trying to do exactly what he was just trying to get an edge, get in Rory's head. That's all he was doing. And he, and he did on the way out mm-hmm. on the way out to the car. Rory was going after Joe uh, Bones, Jim McKay, who's Phil's old caddy and now is on the bag for Justin Thomas. Yeah. And apparently word on the street is that Bones is like the nicest human being I know on the planet. That. And that's why people are like, why is he yelling at Bones? And then here's the best part. Well, we saw that in in full swing, too. We saw a lot of Bones on full swing. I love Bones. (laughs) The next morning, the networks and everybody's like, okay, apparently Joe reached out to – there's tweets everywhere or uh, X's or whatever. And it was on – it was on, you know – Joe reached out to Rory. They had had a chat this morning. All good. And then after after the cup has been clinched – it comes out. Rory's like, "Nah, we haven't talked. I no, I haven't haven't heard anything from him." And so it's like, "What? Yeah, what's going on here?" Well, it was it was not a great it was not a great weekend for golf reporting between the Cantlay no. Hatgate, which again that that turned out to be completely just overblown horseshit. Then there's the caddy gate that they blow. You don't have to do anything to dress that up so, either. So was that? You think that was? The because I'm trying to I'm trying to think I'm trying to think of the, which which side of the media was 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 pushing those what ended up both of those wrong stories were they sensing that U.S. was getting smoked and they were just trying to keep eyes on on it? God, I wish we were that smart to have like guerrilla <laughs> guerrilla PR warfare to get our guys right. going. Uh, <laughs> everything down to and I, I oh, can't I'm wait from the play to get the I'm saying it's just so that people keep watching just from our pure rating, like the media themselves is just we got to keep some stories going here kind of thing. You know what I mean? The I do because honestly, honestly, Sunday I I was expecting this thing to be wrapped up by about nine thirty. I thought maybe those first four guys were just going to go out there, clean up, and we were just going to then we were just going to have like five hours of really boring ass golf coverage that means nothing, and that would just be horrible. 
but Team USA did what they needed to do for the most part up front. Uh, you know, Scheffler yeah. having that match with Rom. Scheffler just can't putt. He's he doesn't have the yips. Yeah. He just has the. He looks like me out there. He's he's missing putts that that I would miss. How I would miss them. Uh, yeah, three putting on some of these some of these like, some of these in, hard greens. In a vacuum, him having that match with with Rom, especially with how it went back and forth and back and forth, like in a vacuum is a great result. You'd you would you would look at that as a whole and say, hey, we we stopped Rom from getting a full point in singles, which felt like that's was someone that they were definitely expecting a full point. But yeah, unfortunately but unfortunately with everything else going on and the way the the rest of the leaderboard was shaping up, um that just turned into a situation where we needed him to get that full point for us and he didn't, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. It, it was in the grand scheme of things we needed a full point out of half in the moment though, like mm-hmm. you said, it's, it's, it's like, don't let this guy beat us again. Just kind of yeah. hold him at bay. You know, ties is tie, a tie. Tie was pretty good there in that scenario. We just needed a couple other, you know, a couple of those matches to go our way earlier. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, Scotty Scheffler was a liability th- this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out Jordan Spieth in, in was, was kind of a liability, you know, somewhat, he was all over the place, but that's but but are we shocked with the way that course was set up? Spieth, Spieth was did all had a good year this year because of his scrambling. He still could have hit a fairway for her, to save his life this year, but he did great scrambling and he was able to make something out of nothing a lot of the times. But this course was not set up in a way where if you miss the fairway, you could make something out of nothing. Out of nothing, like th- this rough was too hard to get out of. The angles were too precise that you need, like you needed to put yourself in position and. So I'm not surprised Spieth was out of position all weekend. That's how he's been all year. That's his entire career. He, I mean, one of the most famous shots of Jordan Spieth is at the Open Championship in 2016, I think, was when he won it. And he mm-hmm. essentially was hitting from like the driving range on number 16 over the Titleist truck and this yeah. grandstands. And he sticks it to like 10 feet or whatever the hell it was. So Tiger Woods is the one that I keep going back to, and I'm trying to find his. Uh, I love that he. I'm trying to find his Team USA. Hit what his record? Didn't yeah, we just up, we looked it up last week, didn't we? He's it's like it's like 13 and 21. It's bad. It is bad. It, okay. it was like way yeah, it was like way below 500. I I want to say it was like 13 and 21, 13 and 22, something like that. Fairly confident in the 13 wins though. All right. All right, so the Ryder Cup sucked. It was, it was. I'm, 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 I'm glad I didn't get up super early Friday and Saturday. I did get up at five thirty Sunday, uh, I and I'm glad I did. Too. It was, it, it was, it was, it was fun to have that what, little bit of hope. Which as long as we did. When it's in Europe, it's Sunday was shaped up to be perfect because golf all morning, and then we had a nice year. We had a nice uh, London NFL game. So nine thirty, boom, football's on, uh, and then right into the one o'clock, like. Sunday shaped up to be a fantastic sports day. Yeah, it would have been better if US won, but but shit, Sunday was great for sports. Golf, football, 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 football. Like that's that's perfect. I love that. I went to I went to the Dis, I went to the the uh, immersive arts center for the How Disney that? experience. That was actually really cute. Cooper I'm sure adorable. it was pretty cool. Was it like the sphere? no but i'm I'm down i I, i've been i've been all over that that social media you know the those rabbit holes what is belichick on the hot seat yeah yeah it's too it's too not 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 in season not to be gone in season 
But I, he's on the hot seat to prove something here because it's just, the, the numbers are just starting to stack against him that that he he's he's struggling <laughs> that he's kind of lost his fastball right now. Um, and I I do think there's more factors than just him. I don't think that I don't blame it all on him, but you, you got to start. The you still hit that point as a team and as an organization where you still have to at some point it's just not working anymore and you got to change something. And at some point you hit that point and we'll see what the rest of this year does. But if, if this year goes even worse than, you know, they get anywhere less than seven wins this year. Like even if they're hovering around seven wins this year, then I think the conversation is real. I'm not saying it's going to happen in the off season, but I think the conversation is a real conversation and a thought that's happening with Bob Kraft. He's got two, maybe three years left, and here's why. Don Shula finished with 347 wins. Yes, Bill Belichick has 330 wins. And that's he's what also he got, wants. And he's all, that's what the Patriots want. That's what Robert Kraft wants. He I think he does, celebra- but at some point money's going to start. To, he's like at some point money's going to start winning out for Bob what, here. What 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 money? What you know? Where do you, you, know think, where do you think the Patriots Bob are going to be? Lo- how, when do you, how do you think the Patriots are going to be losing money? In okay, so maybe not money, but but the uh, the allure of the Patriots because we're not going to have those primetime national TV games anymore, and that's what Robert Kraft wants. That's what he wants. He and he wants the playoff games. He he wants those national moments because he wants the world to still see his Patriots as the Patriots. And it's not that way anymore. Uh, and I the think further Bill we Bel- get away from that, the less patient he's going to be. I think Bill Belichick is coaching this time next year. I think they get six wins this right. year. You're and, probably right. And 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 I and I do think that maybe he's gonna he's gonna he, we're gonna see a little bit of give somewhere because i think that he's going to get sick of losing and he's going to remember what it was like to be a cleveland brown and be like that sucked we're not going back there even though he took the browns to the playoffs see and i do lean to you being right with that i just think the conversation is going to be a real conversation that's being had that is that that is it that is for the first time oh it's already being it's already it's being had but this uh, this offseason is the first time it will be an acceptable possible solution not saying it'll happen i lean more towards your thinking that he will be coaching next year but i think it's going to become a more real conversation you should lean more towards my thinking and but in all fairness everybody should have a turn being me last last thing that i'll leave you with i'm a little concerned about my dogs they've gone they've slow they've had slow starts the last two weeks auburn is a rivalry game people forget about that because yes yes, down south before we had pro teams everywhere all the colleges had all these different rivalries there's the georgia florida game which is like our biggest just kind of traditional like hate fest. There's the George Auburn game, which is the deep South's oldest rivalry. And it's been played for like 126 years or something like that. And then we have George, Georgia tech, which is our in-state kind of, you know, clash, but we got Kentucky coming up and Kentucky is slowly with, you know, Mike Stoops for the last 15 years, or whatever it's been, or Mark Stoops, Mike Stoops uh, is turning into somewhat of a football school. And with the transfer portal now, they got this kid <coughs> from uh, Vanderbilt, Ray Davis, and they just ran mm-hmm. all the fuck over uh, University of Florida. We just got ran all over by Auburn's quarterback. I, I'm a little concerned about my dogs this weekend with, uh, with, with Kentucky coming up. I don't think they lose, though. I, I, for your sake, I hope not. I haven't watched enough college football to, to make a prediction, but I hope you're. All right, well, do your homework next win. time before you show up here without without. Well, now that we don't have the Ryder Cup to, to focus on and bitch about, then uh, next week I will come prepared for a breakdown of your Georgia Bulldogs. All right, fair enough. And we and we both agree <laughs> that we're just going to keep eating the, the shit sandwich that is the New England Patriots for the time being. Well, that's just my daily diet, so yes. 
Fair enough. It's just what it is, what it is. That'll do it for us here on Divots and Pivots. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for following the Ryder Cup coverage with us. And we will be back next week to continue the pivot season here on Divots and Pivots. We love you guys and have a great night.